today on The Breakdown. What can you even buy with a quarter million dollars these days anyway? Like playing cards? Sure. A crappy-ass car? Probably. Okay, a really nice car? Absolutely. Um, A very, very poor-working small plane that might not work well enough to get you to your destination. Um, Some, I guess you could buy someone's time first. Some nice furniture. But you know what else you can buy? You can buy your way into World Series event number 50 from 2022. That's right. It's a super high roller event. And Alex Fox and Brandon Steven are in the final three of this event. And you may say to yourself, $250,000? What can you even get with that? I'll tell you one thing you can get with it. $4.5 million for first is what you can get with it. And that's what these guys are playing for. There's still literally millions of dollars to be won because there's only three players left. They've locked up almost $2 million. As we said, first was 4.5. Oh, baby. Alex Foxen never makes it easy on anyone, including his therapist. And uh, <laughs> just kidding. And uh, Brandon Steven, well, he's gotten, he has a lot of experience in these high roller events, but how do you handle a problem like Foxen? Let's get into it right now on The Breakdown with Grant Dennison and Jonathan Levy. <laughs> You just got to play for first in tournaments once you get to the final table more. Just saying those payouts makes me realize that so much. Third is two million. First is four and a half million. To give it everyone a sense. So nine players made the money in this. And sure, it's a quarter million dollar buy-in. Ninth place was $414,000. Eight places up from that, $4.5 million. I mean, it's 11X and it's just got to go through eight more people. Yeah, you got to play for it. I mean, you can see though. Once you get down to like fourth place, where you got to make some, you got to you know you want to leave yourself alive to make it sometimes. But yeah. you but you gotta you gotta be the person who's the aggressor and be going for it. You can't be a farmer trying to you know harvest you know harvest your crops every time the rooster crows. You got to get out there and steal some blinds, baby. You got to be a. a- person who takes from the farmer. <laughs> exactly. You gotta go steal the farm. You'd be like the hound in that episode of Game of Thrones when him and Arya went and the, the yeah. farmer put them up for the night and then he ends up stealing all their silver. Yeah. And uh, Arya's horrified. He's like, yeah, they'll be dead by winter anyway. What, what good does silver do a dead man? Yeah. And he's right, but he's also awful. And you need to be like the hound. Yeah. Yeah. Be like that. Be like yeah. that. Anyway, Brandon Steven, Alex Fox, and two men enter, two men leave because there's no... I mean, you don't die or anything. It's just a poker tournament. Assuming inflation does not reach stratospheric levels. Sure. What are the chances that you or I ever play a 250K in our lives? Wow. Um, I don't think it's very high. No. I do anticipate being pretty wealthy at some point, but I don't think wealthy enough to comfortably play 250Ks. Also, as you know, I'm notoriously tight with money. <laughs> yes, <laughs> they call are. me the value hound. They ain't joking. So I, the amount of money I'd have to be worth to, to feel like I'm going to play a 250K is much more than most people. What if it was a 250K, yeah. and by some designation of the poker community, you were not designated a pro, and it was like one, the one oh. drop where no pros were allowed to play type of thing? Right. I would probably consider doing that if I had $10 million. Yeah. Um, but I would need like so much more than that to play in a normal 250 game. Yes. Like I know a lot of people like $10 million. Of course I would. I wouldn't, cons- I wouldn't consider it. I mean, that's a pretty decent Thank chunk, two and a half percent. Exactly. Like I think a hundred million dollars, I might play in a few of those, but after I lost them, I'd be like, fuck this. I'm not <laughs> just going to give away money. to These fucking idiots. I don't even like these people, you know? Um, 
But I feel like, yeah, 50, 60, 70 million is where I start to consider playing in a 250K. But only if it's fun, right? Yeah, like, I w- like, it's so much money, and if it's not fun, what a waste. I and guess the fun is, like, exercising your mind against the best in the world. That's the fun of it. It doesn't sound that fun to me. It's days, it's slow, it's Alex Fox, and, like, looking it, at you like you're an asshole. It's, it's Christoph Vogel saying, taking forever on every single right. decision. It doesn't sound fun That's, at all. No, I think... And, but I think a lot of these business people who have accomplished a lot in their lives and are playing in these and are the reason that the pros can play in these profitably yeah. are doing it to challenge themselves against the pros, right? I think that's absolutely what it is. But um, that's not what I would do. I think if I, wanted, if I had unlimited money or what was effectively unlimited money and I wanted to play poker for fun and I wanted the stakes to mean something to me, I would want to play with like Alan Keating or something in a, in a cash uh, game. Like that would be more fun than yeah. like trying to play super GTO ranges against the exactly. elite of the elite and wait for them to tank every time. I want to play against the crazy guys at the super high stakes games. who are going to bet four times the pot on the river. I want, that's way more fun to me. Cause that's fun. Yeah. yeah. Not, not because it's profitable. No. Because it's fun. Yeah. Just cause it's fun. Um, yeah. That sounds more fun too. If you're, if you're that wealthy. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Um, I don't think I would choose to spend my time this way, even if I was worth 50 or 60 or $100 million. Really, like, that doesn't sound that enjoyable, like, when I could do anything. Like, you have the option to do anything you want at $100 million, essentially. So how do you right? gamify your life, then, if not poker? Um, it could be accomplishments and slash experiences. Like, I'm going to climb Mount Everest this You're year. You're not going to do that. No, I would never. But I'm going to no, climb... No, you, you, Jonathan Levy. Oh, me exactly. Okay, I'm gonna. You know, I would. One thing I would do for sure. This is just like, what would I do if I was crazy wealthy, right? Yeah. Um, I would probably do a lot of scuba diving in like the coolest, most outrageous locales. Right, but you wouldn't do that 100 percent of the time. Of course not. Yeah. Um, I would travel a lot. I don't know what I would do. But I think I think I you would. Th- I think you would still play poker. Is my point. Oh, I think I would too. But I think since the money doesn't matter anyway, at all stakes, the money doesn't really matter anymore. Maybe a million dollar buy-in, you still feel it though. Actually, you would, but I yeah. wouldn't do a million dollar buy-in. It's, I feel too much of it. So I guess that's why the 250k numbers may be good. It's like you feel it a little bit, so you care. But I feel like I would care. This is something you and I talked about beforehand. Like I think I would care at almost any amount of money. Like yeah. I'm just that competitive as a person. So I, when we play 10 cent, 20 cent with our friends. And like you buy in for ten dollars, I fucking care. I know. I so know. like, so it's all the same to me. Uh, you know, and like it's not all the same, but it's not. It's not as different as I would think it would be. When there are times when I'm playing for you know, five figures, let's yeah. say not cash games, but necessarily, but like five figures in tournaments where like we're right there, you know, to win yeah. five figures or winning five figures and, and potentially playing for more. You know, like I woke up on day three of the Millionaire Maker and first place was one point one million. There were a hundred players left or something. Like. I was in it. I was like, okay, here we fucking go, you know? Um, that does feel a little bit different, but not as different as I ever would have guessed than playing, like, you know, six left in a more normal-sized tournament. It doesn't feel that different. Yeah. That's why I think the gamification is important. And I do yeah. think you would choose to gamify your life with poker still if you were wealthy, because yeah. I would. And probably we both have a lot of options available to us that aren't poker that are gamification options now you without mean. being super wealthy anyway and yeah, we've chosen yeah, poker sure. anyway yeah that's true now poker is profitable sure but at this point neither of us needs poker to make a living right but i like to win at poker like me I, too i'm like i've been playing poker live again for the first time in two years starting last june and the i think i'm playing well but i think like a big piece of it is like I've given myself a bankroll that's not my real bankroll. I've given myself a smaller bankroll to start with, and I've gamified it, right? Mm-hmm. And that's really fun. So I think you can, no matter how wealthy you are, you can do that. Just like see how big you can make that bankroll. Yeah, you could do that. That's uh, true. But you could do that at any. Uh, that's 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 not your point though. Your point is yeah that there's the gamification thing would exist. It's possible I would I would choose other arenas as I might anyway, um, given time. You know, yeah. just like 
I don't know, my interests continue to grow in a lot of different directions, and who knows where, you know, where, I, where I would be. If I had more money, that might open me up. Like, for example, something I've always thought, I would need more than $100 million to probably do this well, but I've always thought, like, oh, if I had, like, a really lot of money, I would, like, start a movie studio and, like, oh, see well, if I could, like, you know. Yeah, that's, like, stratospheric money. Yeah. Mean? Well, you know, you could, you could make movies for $5 million yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but then to distribute it and do it, like, you, ha- you have to be sitting on a lot of cash yeah. or have a lot of partners. Um, so, like, that's... But I was thinking that would be cool because there's like stories I want to be told and stories I'm sure that I would want to support and whatever. I, I, and I would be interested to see if I could like, that's, a, that's its own game, you know? Yeah. And that's a game I could see myself really enjoying. Yeah, in that, in that vein, it would be fun to own an NBA team. Exactly, yeah. yes. 100% to have, be, be the owner of an NBA team or something like that, yes, yeah. of, that, of that general nature. But that's not an option for most people. Well, not that, but that's why we have fantasy sports. <laughs> <laughs> and poker. And um, poker. And I think this is interesting because the gamification can go both ways. There was actually a thing on our Discord, which is a, a cool place for a lot of different things, a lot of humor, but also, like, you can seek advice there. There's, like, a failures channel. And a while back, somebody, it was, like, a 21-year-old kid asked, like, yeah, guys, so I've been, I think I'm pretty good at this game, but the money's getting to me. Like, I went to my casino a few times to play 1-2, and I'm down 100 bucks, and I'm, like, I, I'm down bad from being down 100 bucks, you know? That means he's playing too high of stakes, right? That means he can't really play live poker. But so my, I came in and gave advice. I was like, okay, so if you really want to get better at poker and make good decisions, you have to find a way where poker is a game and it doesn't affect you financially in a way that is so negative that you're going to play differently, right? If $100 losing that is a big deal, then you probably shouldn't be playing 1-2 live, right? Mm-hmm. So my advice was to find the lowest stakes you can online and give yourself a bankroll. If it, whatever bankroll, it doesn't need to be a meaningful amount of money to you. It can be a $20 bankroll. Right, but if you really take that twenty dollars bankroll and care about it, and not compare it to the rest of the money in your life, and but gamify it and say this is my bankroll, that's a way you can learn to make better decisions in poker. And it all comes back to like making sure that you're gamifying poker and finding the money meaningful. Why do you think that would help someone to make learn to make better decisions? Because if he's playing at stakes where he's mm. going to make bad decisions because he's afraid of the money involved, yeah. how is that going to help? Um, yeah, that, that's, that's problematic yeah. for sure. It's interesting because that goes both ways, of course, where like sometimes I find myself, I get my back up a little bit in certain spots. Like, oh, you think I'm afraid? I'll show you I'm not afraid, you know? And sometimes that costs me a lot of money. Yeah. But that's a separate, that's a separate lesson for sure. another day. Um, yeah, okay, that, that's one way to go. And I've done that before in the past. Anyway, I don't do that anymore, personally. I know you're doing it right now. I just sort of like, my bankroll is also my life role and it's fine, you know? Yeah. Um, but, uh, but a lot of people have very separate bankrolls. And most people should keep separate bankrolls, to be clear. Yeah. Like, uh, like, I don't have issues in terms of, you know, losing my mind. I'm not, a, I'm not an action junkie. I'm never going to go broke. You know, I'm not one of those people. So, yeah. so, I, so I don't have any issues with that. And I always play responsibly. But a lot of people need to either gamify it like you do for just because it's easier. Or they need to separate it so that way they don't take, they don't go into the rent. Yeah. They don't go into their kid's college fund. Because we know lots of people who do exactly that. Oh, yeah. And it's a disaster. It's really bad, yeah. It's a disaster. Please don't do that. So if anybody wants to do what I'm doing, I think it's pretty fun. Yeah. So I've gamified it. So if I get to a certain level of profit, and of course, I'm tracking accurately. I'm not lying to myself. This is a big, important part of this. This includes... Like, if there's any fees associated, if, if you have to drive further than normal, if that ends up costing you a lot in gas, like, stuff like that, actually, you have to put that into there. Nice. Um, but, so, like, door fees, if there's that, everything. You have mm-hmm. to include everything, of course, or else you're lying to yourself and you're mm-hmm. not doing it justice. But, so I've done it so that, you know, I have my separate bankroll. I started with this smallish amount. I've grown it. And what I'm doing is, it, once I get to a certain point, anything past that, I'm allowed to buy fun stuff with. 
Like, I'm allowed to take that out of my bankroll, put it into my That's bank cool. account, and buy something fun with it. I have to say, when you say that, I know, I know you've told me this before, yeah. but I like, kind of forgot about that part of it. It makes me want to do it a little bit. And, and I'm also not letting myself buy fun stuff that I might otherwise buy in normal life. Like, yeah. just because just I see it and I want it. I'm like, no, I can't get that. I have to get to the point in the bank. Interesting. Bankroll. Yeah. Interesting. I think that's pretty fun. Yeah, that, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Makes me want to do it a little bit, I have to admit. Yeah, of course. It's cool. <laughs> of, course it, of course it does. What's an example of a fun thing that you might buy or have bought? Um, like, I don't need a new Apple Watch. Like, I have an Apple Watch Series 3, but I think the new ones are a lot better. And so I might get that, like, for, as an example. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Cool. But I don't need one at all. <laughs> right. Right. So stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't think of anything else, but I'm sure I've thought of other yeah. things. A lot of it's electronic stuff, you know. Yeah, toys. I'm, I'm a man. We like electronic stuff. Sure. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Anything else you want to say about anything? Or Alex just Fox going, is and, the show over? Alex Foxen oh. looks mean. I want to say Always. That. Yeah. Always. I just saw a video of him from yesterday and in a tournament, and he also was staring at the guy like he was going to eat his face. Just like break him in half. Just. I mean, it's, I mean, it's his thing. It's yeah. fine. But damn. It's been very... I wonder if that's part of his success or not. Can't be too much of it. No, against the players he's playing against. Yeah. But it, maybe it works against some of the whales in the game, like a little bit more than it should. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Figure that I don't know. The whales though are like guys who are used to like you know being up against tough tough competition and tough dudes yeah. who are like who are pushy and all that, and they're like I know how to handle you. You know I'm not scared of you. I don't know. I don't know if that works. Maybe it's just interesting. I think because of all the top tournament guys. They all look bored, except for Foxen, who looks angry. <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. Negrano looks happy. Sure. I'll give him that. But yeah, yeah very few of them even ever look like happy. Like Stephen Chidwick and Justin Bonomo and yes. Michael Adamo, they look bored as hell. Yeah. You know? They probably are mostly yeah. bored as hell. Foxen just looks he, like he wants to fucking destroy you. Just yeah. like he's angry at you. Yeah, yeah. For being, how dare you be in the pot that he's in? Mm-hmm. That's not what you're supposed to do. Yeah, I've, yeah. Yeah, Agreed. I, know you, I know you've played against him. I know. I wasn't going to do that. Now you're going to do it bad. I was not going to talk about that at all. Okay, good. I was going to do a, a thing that Al Foxen was thinking of, and I decided not to. Okay. That's all. Cool. Hey, this was suggested by Ruthino and Leo Chen on Discord. Solid. Capital. Yes, it's quite capital, chap. <laughs> That's good. We should bring back words from those eras. Like yeah, the, the, the Little Women era. Sure. <laughs> capital. The, 18, the 1860s or whatever. That's a good, yeah, 1860s. Everybody was drunk all the time. It was 18, great. Maybe 1890s. I don't know. They said capital back then. Of course they did. It was wonderful. I, I would love it if people said capital, meaning like, awesome. You could do that, you know. I'm going to start saying capital. Let's see what happens. It's an experiment. It's a life experiment. What did you think of the new, uh, the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie? That was really good. Fuck. All right, try, do, do it again. Do it again. How did you feel about Wolf of Wall Street? Capital. <laughs> it was capital. Is that, that good? didn't work. No. Didn't, do I have yeah. to say it more like more chill? Like I'm, I'm hitting it too hard? Yeah. No, it was capital. Like that? It was capital. I don't know. It's going to take a while. It was capital. <laughs> now you're just changing the word and how it's yeah, said. Yeah. It was capital. Yeah, it's, it doesn't sound right. Because no. I just hear... Oh, it's, I think it's like, it was money. Like, oh, that's, that's money. Yeah. It's capital. Oh, I'm getting it. I'm finding it now. Yeah. Ask me again. How's Jason Tatum's jump shot looking? It's capital. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty good. That was a lot better, yeah. yeah. I just had to understand what, I, what word I was going for. You know, I translated it in my head and now I got it. Cool. All right, well, we fixed me. Yeah, you're fixed. Let's fix this hand. Okay. Let's see if Brandon Steven can take on the angry one, Alex Fox. And Brandon Steven is one of the whales. He's, a, he's definitely a thinking player and, you know, probably one of the tougher whales. Would you agree? Oh, I think so. Yeah. What do you think his hand in mob is? 12 million? 13? 
Um, it is well, actually surprisingly only six million. Oh, okay. I would have thought it was a lot higher. I think he's had some deep main event runs, which makes me exaggerate his in my mind because a deep main event run could mean like a seventy k score. You know, the other thing is it's six million, and that's including this event where we know he's going to get at least two well, million. Yeah, yeah, he's already locked up a. So chunk. I think what's happened is he made like at least two day seven main event runs, yeah. and that made him more well known. But he also plays high rollers. And he also plays in a bunch of the big cash games, I guess, too. So we've seen him on TV a fair amount. But I just assume he's playing all these high rollers, these big high rollers and doing well in them. But maybe not as well as we thought. Maybe not. Maybe he also never wins them. He, like, cashes sometimes yeah. and stuff. And, like, that's not going to do it, you know? Yeah, maybe that's what's going on. So, by the way, he's up against William Alex Foxen. William Alex Foxen. Um, what number is he on the all-time money list, please? Is he seven? He is not. Six. Other way. Eight. Keep going. Eleven. Not enough. Nine. <laughs> no, no, I mean even more. 14. Keep going. 21. You're killing me. 38. What are you thinking? That's, that's way too high. 105. <laughs> no, no, I mean the other way. It's less than 38. 18. 22. Um, 22nd, I was surprised, as thought, clearly were you. You thought it would be higher? Yeah, like yeah. you said seven. I would have guessed top 10. Um, although you, you named the top five in order last yeah. time, and you knew it wasn't, he wasn't in there. So what, being that he is 22nd, this should be easy. For, this is a layup for Grant Dennison, who knows everything about Hendon. Gets everything right. What's his Hendon? $28 million. $27 million. Okay. Very good. It's like you got a, I don't know, you got a spreadsheet up in there in that brain of yours. And you I'm, just tick, I'm, tick, 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 tick right on down it. Yeah, I must. Like a centipede. Anyway. I'm like a centipede. You are like a centipede. So they have locked up $3 million. I have million. 100 legs. Yeah, no one cares about the amount of legs you have. 100. It's not notable. I have more than 99. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> I'm actually not sure because I have so many, it's hard to keep track. I might have lost one. I might have 99, to be honest. So you think you had 100 and you lost one and you didn't even know that you lost it? At one point, I had 100. <laughs> wouldn't you feel it if, someone, if somehow your There's leg was There's so longer? many legs, I don't know. <laughs> you still wouldn't feel like you have a lot of... Uh, hair? Hair. If someone pulls any hair out, you feel it. I guess. But I could have just thought I was like, got a twinge. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Two million's been locked up or almost one point. Nine three million dollars locked up. Big Hooney is the other player, by the way, at the yeah, table. Yeah, Chris Hoonichin. Yep, you love him. I mean, you're a big fan. I I think he's a good player. That's yeah. all. Okay, you, so you love him. I just have a story where I bluffed him once in a three k. Yep, and you love to tell it. I, I've How told it maybe once. How many times have I heard? <laughs> maybe this once story? I've told it. So um, we talked about the second place though is two point eight million, and of course first place is four point five million. Here we go. Lots of money. All right, two fifty five hundred are the blinds. Capital. That's capital. Brandon Steven is capital. Thirty one million, so sixty bigs. Okay, pretty good. It's going to open the button to one point one million with Ace Jack of Diamonds. No, seems no good issues. to me. Yeah. You know what I need to find out here? Uh oh. Is uh, how many chips does Big Hooney have? Because that's going to matter. I think it a little is going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to take a look at that real real quick. But in the meantime, I'm going to tell you that Alex Fox has eight nine of diamonds in the small blind, and he has forty one million. Right, and I'll do the actual one. You find out Bill, Bill Big Hooney's situation. Okay, okay, that's so, important. So with the eight nine of diamonds, oh, go. yeah, got two options here. Obviously, okay, Big Hooney is shorter. He's got twenty bigs. 20, okay, twenty two bigs. Okay, that's still a fair amount. Yeah, though, at, at these depths, anyway. yeah, not a huge amount, but okay. So, but that means that as Fox, and you can really threaten Stephen a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you can put pressure on Steven. All right, but with eight nine of diamonds, what's your preferred course of action from the small blind? Mostly, oh, we're in the small. Right, I was thinking we were in the big there for a second. Um, I am mostly three betting this hand from the small blind when we're, you know, when the button opens. When and we're 60 we are, blinds effective. When we're 60 blinds effective, exactly. Obviously, we're really deep, I'm just calling. 
most, I mean, I can three bet sometimes too, but I'm mostly calling because I'm really just trying to win a big pot later, not win a small pot now. But now winning the small pot is great. We're happy to just get them to fold right now. That's awesome. Um, So, yeah, so I'm pretty interested in three betting this hand. I figure we're going to take it down a lot with a three bet. And we avoid getting the squeeze play out of Big Hoonie when he has like ace four off and stuff like that. Exactly. We don't have to deal with any of that stuff. And we win a lot more post flop even when called. Yeah. Right? So, like, yeah, let's three bet this baby. You agree? Yeah, I do. I wonder if you're going to agree with Fox and sizing or if you can tell me why it is this. Because he makes it 2.3 million over 1.1 out of position. I don't know what's 60 happening. 60 blinds effective. I don't understand what's happening at all. He's guaranteeing Brandon Steven will not fold. There's a couple options in my mind. The most likely option is that this is misreported by the World Series of Poker. Oh. That, I feel like that's the most that likely. I feel so much better than anything else. I mean, I guess we didn't look at the video close enough to see, like, no. uh, how many chips he put out. And I'm not going to do that right now. I mean, that would really be helpful. <laughs> it, okay. I, it might take me too long. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Okay. To, to, like, know what the dom- denominations are and everything. Fine. Um, that's option one. Option two is he just simply wants to isolate Steven and avoid the squeeze play from Big Hooney and avoid Big Hooney flatting with a lot of things too and just play heads up. Although this hand plays well yeah. multi ways, so I don't know why you would care that much about that. It's more about the squeeze play then. It feels like it's weird to do it just to avoid the squeeze play when you're then guaranteeing the guy who opened on the button calls in position against you. Yeah. When you're deep enough that like he, you know, okay. He can take a big chunk out of you, and he has the advantage by being in position. You get the advantage of being the initiator, but you give up. Like, you can't win the pot right now. I mean, how often is Brandon Steven folding anything that he opens? Maybe 0% of the time, or maybe, maybe he opens enough crap that it's actually, like, a little bit more than that. Maybe he opens, like, king four off suit or something like that, and he decides to fold the very bottom of this stuff. So he, so he, but he's still, like, it's got to be 85 to, It should be even higher than 85%, right? It should essentially be 100% of the time he's calling. We have to assume we have essentially no fold equity here, right? It's, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I kind of think it is accurate. I'm just trying to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> it's such a small three bet. It is such a bizarre and confusing three bet. I don't understand why it and is. And the, the video way it starts is. after the three bet, by the oh, way, so we can't even bad. see. That's too bad. Oh, well, let's assume it's real. Yeah. Um, these guys, Sean Winter does insanely tiny. Remember, he, didn't he like six bet, like, Click back six yeah, yeah. bet went like to an amount that he could never get a fold ever out of Ali and Sirovich, right? So maybe okay, let me walk the flowery path here. Okay. Foxen believes rightly that he has an, a massive skill advantage over Steven. Sure. And a small skill advantage over Big Hooney, probably. Yeah. It's probably what he thinks. Yeah. It's great to get Big Hooney out of the pot because yep. of that. Um, he's in position against us. We'd rather not have Big Hoonie in the pot, even though we have a hand that flops well multi-ways. Let's get rid of the guy who's really, really a good pro, you know, and play, sure. play against the whale. Yeah. Um, he's going to call a lot. He's probably going to call a fair amount if we make it a little bigger anyway, maybe a lot less, but a fair amount. But there's a lot of value, even out of position and being heads up against him when we're going to make better decisions than him. And this way we preserve depth of stack when he calls. It's a much hmm. better SPR for us to maneuver. That is, a, that is the most interesting thing you said out of it. Like, for me, anyway, like... Yeah, okay, yeah, he'd rather play against this guy than that guy. But he's still out of position. They're not that deep, but, but we do preserve some level of depth of stack, right? We're going to be, it's still going to be less than 10 to 1, but it's not going to be like 4 to 1 stack. To stack yeah, there's going to be, sure. there's going to be 5.6 million in there, and Steven's going to have 30 million effectively. 30? Yeah. Oh, so it's 6 to 1. Yeah. Even. Yeah, so it's, eh, But that's a lot bad. different than if Foxen had made it, let's say, yeah. 4 million. Right. And there's then going to be 9 million in the pot, basically. Yeah. 
I mean, I hear all of that. Yeah. I, can't, I can't get behind it, personally. Like, I think it's so weird to three-bet and essentially give yourself no fold equity out of position. Yeah. It's so weird to do that, especially when you're not deep. But it's Alex fucking if, Fox and Wood, so we have to inspect I, it. I understand. But I'm saying, like, if you're deep, I get it. Now you're isolating. You don't really care how much. You figure you're always getting called anyway if you're deep enough, so who cares? You're just trying to, like, isolate and take the initiative. Yeah. We've done those two things, but when we're not deep, like... Brandon Stevens not going to fold a lot of hands. Like I don't mean post. I don't mean now. I mean post flop later because it's already what was it five to six to one stack to pot or whatever. He flops a good top pair. He ain't going anywhere. Well, no, right? No, he's not. So I so I just worry. Maybe even other things too because of that, right? So I just worry about that piece of it, and that feels like such a such a huge amount to give up. Maybe Foxen really feels he's got a perfect read on Steven. Or All something right, let's like think about too. overall tournament strategy for a second. Okay, because. You know, there's that magical thing that happens with players like Alex Foxner or Michael Adamo where they always have all the chips. Yes. Like, how do they do always. it? Always. So what is the thought process behind getting us there? And maybe a part of Foxen's thought process is my ideal scenario is for me to knock out Brandon Steven and go into heads up against Big Hooney with a 9-to-1 chip lead or uh, an 8-to-1 chip lead. That like, is, how do I make that happen? If I can't knock out Big Hooney, which is even better, yeah. but my, my next best scenario is... Have, get, be the guy who has the chips against Hooney. And, and it's a disaster if Big Hooney doubles up through um, the other guy even. Like, I don't want him to double up through me, but doubling up, mm. Big Hooney de- doubling up through Brandon Steven is a disaster. So if right. I remove him from this pot that Brandon Steven has already entered, he, at least in this pot, will not double up through Brandon Steven. So this is like effectively trying to lock Big Hooney out of pots. Yeah. Um, so that way, either you or Steven gets it, um, Hooney doesn't, so Hooney's stack also stays low, which yeah. is something you can continue to use against Brandon Steven. And, and Hooney's on your left the whole time. If right. that guy gets a stack, it's going to become a problem. Right. Also, as Fox, and by doing that, now that means two out of the three hands every orbit, we get, uh, I mean, this is something we, we, we make these decisions this way, right? But we have the opportunity to play against Steven a lot, right? Yeah. Because button to big blind, we get to play against him a lot. But now when he's the button, instead of him playing against Hooney a lot, he plays against us a lot more because every time we play, every time we enter the pot, we're putting in these bets, even if they're tiny, because we're, we're not trying to win yet. Yeah. We're just trying to create this, this particular situation. Can that really be what's going on? That feels like, I mean, it feels like insanely fancy decision making for and giving away some like some of the very basic, more fundamental stuff. But to I do think it. that makes some sense to me because there's no way that based on just pure fundamentals, iterated game poker that Adamo and Fox and always end up with as many chips as they do. Right. It's like there's something else going on there. And yeah. it might be strategic thoughts like that. Maybe. That's really, in, it's a very interesting strategic thought. Um, I, I still am sort of aghast at the fact that he makes it 2.3 over, was it 1.1? Yeah. Like, instead of making it 3.2 or 2.9 even, he even 2.9 doesn't feel like it. He wants to effectively steal Big Hooney's chance to play the yes. big blind against Brandon Steven. Yeah, and he also steals Big Hooney's chance just to chip up at all. Yeah. Unless Big Hooney wants to put in a four bet right now. Now he's got two uncapped players in front of him. Yeah. It's hard. It's not impossible, but it's hard to do. Yeah. Like, Hooney's, I don't, th- I mean, I don't, th- I think Hooney's going with like ace 10. Sure. But like, there's a lot. But, but it's like, hard to get hands like that. Yeah. Like, ace five, he's probably just going to fold mostly yeah. right now. Cause it's like one guy, sure, getting through both. Yeah. Uh, Foxen's going to call a lot. Also, Foxen's priced in, not, yeah. not fully, but Foxen's priced in with a lot of hands now. Yeah. And Foxen can afford to make the call too. It doesn't yeah. fuck him over too bad to, to lose. So, and that's, that's at least an interesting idea. If it, I don't know if that's what's going on, but that's very interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just trying to grasp at something. Wouldn't that be wild if that's what's going on? And like, there's a whole layer of stuff that like we've never talked about or thought about before, which is about like who do you want to lock out of the pot? Who do you want to yeah. be playing against? And then you have to make good enough decisions to make it all work post flop, also. But like, 
But doing that piece, that's not a piece I think about very often in tournament poker yeah. or any poker, really. You know, maybe we should. Yeah, maybe we should. So pretty even, even if that isn't, even if it was misreported here and that isn't at all what's going on. Yeah, maybe we should. I just had that thought. Doing it as a, like a clickback is so bizarre. It's to preserve stack depth against the fish, right? And to lock out the other. There's guy a big at the same difference time. between six to one and three to one stack to power ratio. No doubt. Yeah. Of course. There's also a big difference between getting the fold right now and never, ever getting the fold right now. Right, but that's okay because our goal is to right. not, never let Big Hooney go into heads up with a lot of chips unless he gets it all in pre-flop and wins. I want to be really clear. I'm not sure I agree that, I, that this not, is a good thing. I, but I'm not but sure it may be what's going on, and it might be a good thing. And it's, it's cool just to be open to that as, as a new way to think about this. This is really exciting, actually. Oh, thank you. Well, it's more about Alex Foxen ah. than you. Well, for figuring it out, though. <laughs> I figured it out, man. Yeah, it, well, I mean, I mean, you figured this out. We don't yeah. know if that's what we, we don't, don't know if you figured there, it could out. Be, that could be wrong. But it doesn't matter actually. Even what's really going on, it's a cool theory, and I wonder if there's something to it which would allow you to dominate tournaments more. Yeah, and that's really all we care about ultimately, right? Yeah. How does this apply? Can we can we take this and apply it somewhere? Maybe we can. I would worry that people are going to, if they were to start doing this, it would be a total disaster because part of it is you're Alex Fox and, and he's Brandon Steven, right? Yeah, but that's kind of how we are in a lot of the tournaments we play. Of course it is. Yeah. Of course it is. Uh, we're not Alex Foxen, but they're not Brandon Steven. Right. Like, right. I don't mean more about you and me. I mean more about other folks. I see. Okay. But a lot of the folks are, are the Alex Foxens of their tournaments as well who are listening. They are, of course. But you have to know that you really are. Yeah. You have to, to really this. be pretty sure about it. Yeah. But so I guess the fundamental theory behind it in this case is it doesn't have to be three-handed, but it it's especially applies three-handed. That's the easiest way to look at it. But if you're ever at a table where there's one or two other good players and you're a good player and you know it, and one of the good players is on your left, that's a negative event. So how do you, how do you change that to your advantage? Right. Like anytime one of the weaker players at the table who's close to both of you opens, if and you have a calling hand, you three bet. And you can three bet to a small size because it's mostly just about getting rid of the other good player. And the, and the second piece of that that's pretty cool is because you're going to be three betting more, yeah. a lot more even. Yeah. Um, because you're doing it to such a small size, when you get four bet, you have a lot of really easy folds, and they weren't that expensive. Yeah. Like, Foxen only, if Foxen were to get four bet right here, he'd lose less than five blinds. You know, that's pretty great. Yeah. Considering all the stuff that's going on. So that part is cool, too. You just have to really be a lot better than your opponents. You have to have the right table configuration, yeah, right? Because it doesn't make sense if the guy on your left is a fish, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. And you want him in the yeah. spots because he's going to make huge mistakes. Yeah. But the guy who isn't going to make huge mistakes and is going to use his advantage, his position well against you and all that, and you don't want him to chip Imagine up. a tournament where you and I are next to each other, and I'm on your right, and you're like, oh, what a relief. And then every time that the player is open in the, like, low jack plus, I'm three-betting any hand that I'm playing, and you're like, I can't fucking enter the pot. This, this is actually a limit-holding concept that yeah. we've done forever, right? Um, where someone opens and you three-bet. You never call. You always three-bet. Right. Um, but one of the things it does, yeah, it locks all the other players out unless they've got a really strong hand. Yeah. Um, so it's very powerful. And you know you're never getting a fold in limit hold. This really is like a limit hold yeah. play, actually, now that I think about it. Because you know you're not getting a fold. No one's ever... I, it's happened like twice in my life where I've three-bet and someone just folded who had raised to a two-bet. Like, yeah. folds to the three-bet, and it's obviously a huge mistake. You're getting insane yeah. odds. Um, so, yeah. So, actually, if I think of it as a limit hold and play, I can sort of grok it a little bit more. It's it's, like, but there's more nuanced in that it has to be player-specific also. Yeah, because no limit. There's, there's so much more going yeah. on here, yeah. Like in terms of downside. I hope that's what's going on because that would be cool. I would love it if that was. Alex Foxen, call us. Yeah. We want to know. Let us know. Anyway, he makes it 2.3 million. Big Hooney folds, of course. Yeah. Uh, four bet, Brandon Steven, or call? He's got ace jack of diamonds here. 
I mean, I think we're just calling. Hooney's got 22 blinds. That is so powerful as Foxen. I know. You can't even, you're like not even thinking about four betting with Ace Jack suited against Alex freaking Foxen. I mean, it's sort of an ICM disaster to I know. Like go out right now. I know. At 22 blinds, right? That makes it so much more beautiful. You I get know. to see the flop almost always as Foxen. Yeah. When Brandon Steven puts in the four bet, either he's just completely fed up with life yeah. or he's really got a monster. Yeah. And that's fine either way, right? Yeah. It's kind of beautiful. Yeah, it is. So Steven calls. I mean, would you do anything but call here? No. Yeah. Ace Queen, I might start considering. But it still sucks ICM wise with Big Hooney there. I mean, imagine getting it in with Ace Queen for 41 blinds. How good are you? How often are you good? Yeah. It's, I mean, you're hoping to flip because Alex never has Ace Jack. All right, Ace King, though, you got to go. You got to go with Ace Jack. Yeah. 100% you're going with Ace King. Damn it all. The Nines hell. plus, probably. Certainly tens. Yeah. But this is, look, I mean, look yeah. how few hands we can do this with. Yeah. And, like, we don't want to do it with any of our bluffs, partially because we're getting such a good price, like Ace 5 suited or Ace 5 off, even. Yeah. It's such a good price just to call in position. Why would we want to give that up to turn it into a bluff and, and make a horrible ICM mistake? When it, when it can't be a mistake to click the call button in position. And ultimately, we kind of have to call with a lot of the big hands, too, against Alex Fox, or else he's going to cap us really easily. Yes. Wow, this is really powerful. Really powerful. Interesting. I wonder if this is what's going on or not. I don't know, but it's neat. It's 5.6 million in the pot. Okay. The flop is 10 of spades, 6 of hearts, deuce of diamonds. So Foxen flops a gut shot with a backdoor diamond draw. Brandon Steven has two overs with backdoor straight and flush draws. Okay. Foxen's going to bet, of course. Of course. Orphan board, 10-6 deuce. Also with the gut shot. Yeah. 2.85 into 5.6. Seems like he could go smaller, but I think he's trying to fold out ace highs. Yeah. Stuff like that. He's already, he's saying like, do you really want to do this? We got to go with 22 points. It also there. sucks with like threes, fours and fives. If you're Steven, you're like, do I really want to call now and call again? Like, I mean, yeah, it really sucks. Like you were forced to call and now you probably are forced to fold. Yeah. Right? Okay. 2.85. What do you want to do with Brandon Steven? I mean, we have the overs. We have um, the backdoor nut draws. Yeah. I think we They're, have to call. I think we have to call too. I think if we're folding this, we're folding way too many hands. Yeah. Minimum defense frequency screams. This hand must be a call. I'd much rather call with this hand than threes. Of course. Yeah. Of course. We have so many better ways, better things that can happen. We got two outs with threes to like really strongly improve. Yeah. We hit an ace. We hit a Jack. We hit a, we can make, we can make strong hands. We have to call. He does. Also, we hope Alex can give up a lot on the turn, right? And then we just get to, we can just fire away yeah. and win or check back and hope ace high is good sometimes. Whatever yep. we want to do. So Stephen calls. Okay. And you should call your chiropractor. Because your, your back is out of alignment. Your back's going to crack in half when you hear about nitro betting and all <laughs> of its great deals. Right. Yeah. You're going to be like, what? The monthly tournament? Ow! Monthly tournament? Okay, it's worth hearing about. It hurts, but it's worth hearing about. It's Poker Guys monthly tournament. It's a lot of fun. Oh, March Madness. Ah, my back. Call my chiropractor. <laughs> I got to use the link in the description when I sign up for nitro betting or it's not worth it at all, man. Man? Yeah, man. You're like a hippie, though. You're like, yeah. you're like shaggy style hippie. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, but you have a bad back and you love sports betting and casino games and mm. poker guys promotions on nitro betting. There are at least a few people who fit that description in the world. Yeah. Not a huge amount, but some. If you're listening and you're like a dirty hippie, <laughs> I respect you, and yeah. I'm glad you're here. You love sports betting, and you love the poker guys. And you love... At least, you don't have to love them. You can just like the poker guys. That's and you love patchouli, all the stuff that's yeah. important to you. Let us know. Let us know in the comments. <laughs> Tweet at us. Yeah. Anyway, Nitro Betting, use I, the link or you don't get access to the promotions. Hashtag dirty hippie. Hashtag clean hippie. Hashtag clean hippie. Yeah. Hashtag hashtag dirty hippie, meaning hashtag and then you write the... We write our hashtag fully as a word. <laughs> Dirty hippie. Well, that's too meta, man. It's so good. That's like the next Jordan Peele movie right there. Wow, I hope it is. I would see that. It's going to be called hashtag hashtag Dirty Hippie. 
And then parentheses, clean hippie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds great. Yeah, anyway, uh, Alex Fox might want to beat up hippies. It's, it's not fair to say that. Even might is like, I mean, I guess he might. He might want to beat up everybody, though. Alex Foxen seems more likely to want to beat up hippies than, than Daniel Negreanu. Daniel Negreanu. <laughs> yes. Yes. Everyone would agree. Alex Foxen would agree with that, even if he's got love in his heart. Yeah. Yeah. All right. 11.3 million in the pot. 10 6 deuce with one diamond. It's a rainbow board. Foxen and Steven both have diamonds. Ace Jack for Steven, 8 9 for Foxen. The turn is the 10 of diamonds, pairing the top card. What a card for Brandon Steven. I mean, and also Alex Foxen. Yeah, they both, they both <laughs> like the card. Yeah. Uh, it creates weird repping spots for Alex Foxen, but he did three bet really small, and clearly he has a wide range. He could have a 10. He clearly can have a 10. He can have all the suited 10s. Oh, like, you know, the reasonable connected suited 10s, like Queen 10 suited, Jack 10 suited, 9 10 suited, clearly, probably 8 10 suited. Yeah. So, yeah. Also, Ace 10, King 10 suited, all the suited 10s, baby. <laughs> Thanks, right, baby. Right, and, and, maybe, and maybe a bunch of other stuff. Maybe you can have Jack 10 off. I don't even know. Yeah. Maybe. So because you can have all those things and you picked up equity against most things, sometimes you're drawing dead now, but usually not. Yeah, almost never. Yeah. Um, We're going to hate getting raised. We'll worry about that later. You should probably bet, right? We have to bet. We have nine high. We have a combo draw. It'd be weird not to bet. We're going to check call. Right. If, and if Brandon Steven has ace-jack of diamonds, that means he also has ace-jack of spades. He has ace-eight of spades, ace-four of spades, ace-four of hearts. Like, those are all the backdoor. Like, a ton of hands that are currently beating us that we can fold out. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. It's, it would be really strange. You know, uh, you know if we're going to check, we're checking to check raise, right? We're not checking to check call. Yeah. So, but I, I just like continuing here. So Foxen does. He bets $4.8 million. I mean, he's not repping a huge amount of value. Do you think he pairs. would not bet aces? Is what you're saying? I don't know why he would bet aces here. Yeah. Wouldn't you check aces? Mostly, yeah. But yeah. I don't know if these top guys are trying to just expand their value range. Maybe, these spots. maybe. It seems like the most obvious check in the world when the 10 pairs. Maybe he bets aces with no diamond? Maybe. I don't know. Like, a bet's often going in either way. We could, like, he's not going to fold if he's got the nut flush draw yeah. anyway. Yeah. So we could check call instead of getting, like, raised. Yeah. Um, it seemed to me it, this, the board isn't really that scary from a draw point of view. I mean, we have aces. Yeah. I know Foxen is repping thin, but it's not that thin, right? Like, you mentioned a lot of tens that he could have. He could have yeah. full houses, too, deuces, of sixes. He can have those things. It just feels like. So, so he's got to have bluffs, too. Yeah. Um, the nine high bluff makes a lot of sense I mean, this here. hand plays so well as a bet. It's ideal as a bet, for yeah. sure. But we just don't have a huge amount of value in the 10 pairs. That's yeah. all. But certainly we have some. So I, we, we, this would be in our bluff bucket, for sure. So as Brandon Steven, is there, there's no folding, but is there ever any raising? Now that we've turned the nut flush draw? We could consider raising right now. Okay. We're just repping like a king 10 plus, basically? Yeah, I think that's about right. I mean, even if we have... Would, if we had King-10, let's think about it. Would we really want to raise with King-10? Let's just, like, play it out for a second. I think against Alex Fox and I do. Ah, uh, Alex Fox is notoriously non-believing yeah. anything. Yeah, right. That's true. Okay. But I don't want to expand it too far and do all of my 10s. No, you don't want to lose your mind. Because you also want to bluff catch, yeah. and you also want to just... Yeah, I think, I think that's fine. We don't have that much to protect against if we've got a 10, right? Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, sure, he can maybe sometimes go run or run or diamonds, or he could... Um, like hit a uh, like make a bigger set or make a full house on the river or something like that. But okay, that's two outs. Like fine. It gives us a fair amount of tens because we have all combos of king ten and ace ten to raise there because we're not folding preflop with those unsuited when he makes it this size. Mm-hmm. Right? For sure, we have them all. I think we also have queen ten and jack ten and we. Have but all I don't know if we're raising them. Th- those ones. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. 
So that's, I mean, it's not a, it's not, it's nine combos a piece, right? So right. But is this hand a little too good to raise, though, is a question I have. Like, don't we have worse hands than, like, we have a good ace here. We actually can win at showdown. Yeah, that's true. Like, we sometimes should have, like, queen jack of diamonds, which, you know. Maybe that's a better raise. I yeah. like that much better as a raise. And the, all the non-ace all the non-ace diamonds feel like yeah, much better. That's fair. We don't even have a bad ace of diamonds. We have a good ace of diamonds. Yeah. Like, we absolutely, in fact, we do have the best hand, as it turns out. But, so, yeah, so that, that, that makes me want to call more than raise. But you're like, I really hope he checks the river, man. And I can just check it back, probably, yeah. depending on what the river card is, and see if we win. I just want to correct something. I said nine combos of each. I meant six. Um, mm. You know, combos of king 10 and ace 10. So ah. 12 combos total there. Right on. Um, yeah, I think I like a call for all the reasons you said. I agree. That's what he does. Brandon Steven makes the call. Okay. Pots 21 million. Brandon Steven has like a little more than that back, right? He's like 24 million or yeah, something. Yeah, okay. The river's the nine of spades. Fox player's a little disappointed in that river. Foxen's pretty happy to hit a nine. He'd rather hit a nine than not, but it just goes just go back. Well, yeah, I mean, Steven never has jacks, right? Yeah. So he's either got trip tens or we're ahead now. Yeah. Actually, that's pretty good. You're right. It's, one, it's, have it's one of the good cards. Yeah, it is. For right. Alex Foxen. Yeah. Um, he checks. What do you think about that? Well, the board is actually not that scary. No. Okay, so why is he checking? Because he doesn't think a worse hand is going to call now. It's harder for a worse hand to call when he goes fire, fire, fire. Pocket eights doesn't love it anymore, yeah. right? Pocket eights is blocked by you also. In this oh, next... yeah, pocket sevens even. Then. Right. Like, we're, we're going further down the ladder. Yeah, yeah you're right. A six... Um, these hands, though, are definitely checking back. All these made hands are checking back, right? They're not going to bet themselves when yeah. checked to. So, like, what good is checking here? Like, what hand is going to bluff, for example? That's what, what natural... Uh, I can, it's hard to think of that many. I guess maybe, the, maybe worse diamonds than the yeah. ace-high diamonds. Like, maybe queen-jack of diamonds is a hand that it can be here. It can be here. It can call sometimes. It doesn't, yeah. isn't always going to raise. I guess hands like that... That's asking a lot. We have diamonds in our hand, though. But it doesn't matter if... Oh, yeah, because we're talking about queen jacket diamonds. Yeah. Exactly, you're right. Good blocker work, Levy. Thank you. <laughs> you know, it, it's, it's a, lot of, a lot of things happen in my head all at once, and it's hard to rein them in sometimes, and this happens. Yeah, you know. And, you know, mistakes were made, okay? <laughs> I mean, I'm an, I was made imperfectly. <laughs> anyway. anyway. I don't know. I don't, I'm not as on... Yeah. I'm not as, like, mad about him not betting as you are. I just... What is he supposed to get called by? Yeah, that's the question. Well, I'm asking you... Can you answer it? Uh, A6, sometimes. Sevens, sometimes. The remaining okay. combos of eights, sometimes. Okay. I don't think he's been called by fives on the turn. Maybe even the flop. Those might fold, you know? Sevens might have folded the turn. It's possible. Okay, let's, let's look at the other. If we check, what hands are going to bluff? Queen Jack of Diamonds, King Jack of Diamonds, King Queen of Diamonds, stuff like that. Yeah. What else? Besides those exact three hands. Three, four, four, five, perhaps. Especially if they're in diamonds. Three, four, and four, five. And three, call. five. Why did they... Oh, of diamonds specifically. Okay, I was like, why would they call the turn? But if, of diamonds, sure. They call the flop, they call the turn, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so we've got like six combos of bluffs or something like that. I think it's just, at this point, it's like, I just have a medium strength hand and I want to mitigate variance. I don't want to get raised. Right. You know? Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you don't think Brandon Steven has bluff raises in him, then you maybe you should bet for value here, right? Maybe. But if he has bluff raises in him, I can understand we want to check, let him take a shot if he's got a shot, and, yeah, pot control. Foxen may have also observed that Steven has an auto button where he bets when checked to on the river yeah. with all of his 
like non what he feels like are not good hands. Yeah. Because that's what happens. So like because right. you might advocate for a check back with Stevens. I would think hand. we could check back this this card, yeah. Let's let's talk about that. Explain why you think we can check back as Brandon Steven. I mean, one of the reasons why we call the turn instead of raise the turn is because we think ace jack high is good sometimes, right? Yeah. So this nine, okay, once in a while that gives him a lead on us, but not that often. He doesn't have that many nines, right? We see he has nines. Yeah. But there's so many other things. Clearly, he could have worse aces for sure, right? He could have pocket eights and pocket sevens himself. Absolutely. Which is, you know, beating us. It's beating us. I don't even know if he's going to fold those hands. Right, I agree. Um, What are we trying to fold out here? Like pocket fours? Yeah, that's a good point because, like, if Fox had ace king or ace queen, he probably doesn't keep betting the turn unless it's of diamonds, and we know it's not of diamonds because we have that hand. Right. So now, yeah, if Foxen has like king queen of diamonds, we're, we're winning anyway, yeah. and he's not going to call. Yeah. So I, I feel like this hand's a little too good to bluff with, and a little too bad to bet with. Is my overall. So another way to say like it feels. I don't know that it's a complete game theory disaster to bet here, but it feels like we're somewhere in that neighborhood at least. And I don't know why we need to... So I, I feel like we can, we can check this back. We have a really strong ace here. I think it's good enough of the time. Do you disagree? No. Okay. Actually, I think all your points are good. Oh, cool. Yeah. We got one. Yeah, so maybe Foxen is right to assume that Steven is kind of like, I don't have what feels like a good enough hand. I'm going to... Like, ace high right. is just categorically not good enough for me. I'm going to bet. Yeah. You know, Foxen might know that about him. So that would help with the check being better. Yeah. So Steven bets 7.7 7 million. Okay, 7.7. 7. We don't like it. 7.7 into 21. So Foxen's getting 4 to 1. Like yeah. He has to call. What, what can he do? It like, seems like he has to. Well, Steven either has a full house that he's been slow playing. Right. Because he flopped a set. He's got trip tens or you win. Yeah. And we're getting a good price. And if we know he's capable, if we know this is a guy who's going to fire away with his bad hands in these spots and overdo it even, like with this hand, we, yeah. we think, it feels like we just have to call. It's an easy call. And, you know, from our overall strategy perspective, if we lose, we're giving, we're giving chips to the right guy. Yeah, that's right. And we've mitigated it a little bit by checking, right? Yeah. Like, he's only be- he's betting, like, a little more than a third of the pot. It's not like, too bad. Maybe we fold if he, if he goes all in for $25 million. Like, we might fold. Yeah, that's a different thing. Yeah. He's, he's not even, honestly, repping, like, a monster here, right? Yeah. So, like, I guess, I guess once in a while, Steven could slow play an overpair. Once in a while. Yeah. Um, but, so he could have, like, queens, and we're just beat there, too. But not too often. Not, you got to go most of your four. We have to beat hands. more than 80% of the time. Yeah. When we're just not. Yeah. So it's an easy call. Yeah. It's not really 80%, but yeah. But, well, right. it's 4 to 1, right? It's not 4 to 1. It's 7.7 7 into 21. 28. Like, you have to call. Oh, oh, you're right. Into 28. I'm, I'm sorry. It's actually 29 even. Yeah. It's, oh, I'm wrong. I'm yeah. wrong. My bad. Again. But it's not really 7. It's not really 4 to 1, but it's a little, it's a little less. It's a little 77%. Sure, 75. Who cares? Any, yeah. Anywhere in there. Yeah, no, your point is made. Your point yeah. is made. Well, it doesn't feel like it. I'm agreeing with you. I want to be heard. <laughs> You're wrong, but I agree with I'm you. I'm not wrong. <laughs> so this was a bad bluff by Brandon Steele. This was a bad... He shouldn't have made it. And Foxen is the right kind of hand to call with. Yeah. There, where it's like, it sort of sucks because you really shouldn't be able to beat any obvious value here, right? Like, yeah. If Steven even has two eights, would he bet here? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Um... So it's, that part sucks, but if you, you, we check to give him a chance to bluff when we hit this card. Yeah. Right? Otherwise, we would bet ourselves. Yeah, and, and check, check, we win is a fine outcome, too. Like it's, Absolutely, yeah. right? We assume he, like, he probably isn't calling a third barrel yeah. with, with hands that he can check back 
Yeah. Like Ace Jack would have folded, I think, to a third barrel. I think so. Yeah. So Fox ends up getting the absolute maximum. And I guess if he'd bet three bet a little bit more on the flop, maybe he gets even more. But whatever. This is a really big success because, of course, he calls. And it's a big success because Alex Foxen goes on to win his first bracelet, which is a big one, four and a half million. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Steven gets second. Big Hooney doesn't hold on. No. Nope. So Foxen's dream comes true. He gets to play Brandon Steven heads up instead of Big Hooney. That's right. And he gets more chips to do it with. Yeah. Good deal. Congratulations. Music is my sunlight, and all I need is one mic. And I can show every single MC how it's done right. Every time I come by, I'm bound to leave them so tired. I'm sipping on liquor, a quitter is what I'm not. We got one life. And I took a minor break, but I'm back to claim the throne. And gonna be traveling the globe, but still have time to make it home.